So the oh, those are not dishwasher friendly. The other one, the mm. the letters started flipping out everywhere. Oh, R.I.P. So I dishwash that Sorry. one now because I don't give a fuck. But that was my favorite dishwash. one, anyways. <laughs> hey. Dishwash. Get out of there. Go lay down. So, welcome. Greetings. Let me see who has come into the bathroom. And then the bitch makes eye contact with me through the crack. <laughs> I and forgot about her. There was two of them. The one said greeting. She's like, let me crawl under to see who has come. And then the other one, I look up. <laughs> well, I'm shitting my brains out and fucking BJ's. <laughs> Fuck off. Sorry, it's just me. I Raise your kids better, diarrhea. <laughs> and the poor dad, like, has stood outside and these two girls. Mm-mm. Okay, I'm ready. I have to apologize in advance because I read this book. It is called Anyone You Want Me to Be, A True Story of Sex and Death on the Internet by John Douglas. Oh, John Douglas. Yeah, it's a really, really good book. It's really well written. It's got way more details than I could possibly present to you. If you're interested in this story, even a smidge, please read it. It is like, I was hooked. It was total page turner. I would literally leave my house to go sit at the river so I had no distractions. and could just focus on reading this book. It's so good. When did you read it? Oh my god, like 2010 maybe? I feel like you had just lent me that other book. Mm. And so now I was like, oh, he's a good writer. What else does he have? And this one like really got me. So I'm talking to you today. About John Edward Robinson. And let me show you a picture of him. Don't read my notes. He's hideous. He looks like a vice president. He looks like a Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he looks a little Cheney-esque. He looks more like Christian Bale playing Dick Cheney. I was actually thinking Will Ferrell playing Dick Cheney. I can actually do that also as well. <laughs> anyway, not an attractive man. <laughs> he has been referred to as the internet's first serial killer. Also, this takes place in the 2000s, so not my oldest crimey. Oh my god. I know. This might be your new, most recent crimey. No. You had a Maybe. 2015? Did I do a new I I don't remember what I've talked Girl, about. Girl, you've been living in the past for too long. Come come into the recent past. Much <laughs> Yeah, now, now we're in the land of like blow up furniture and roll on glitter. I really Ugh, want that. Toner's low. I had that blueberry roll on glitter for like five years and I was like, all right, it's getting gross. I got to throw it away. You got to put on your... Back roll. And they're bringing back the scents, but not the roll-on glitter. Get a grip. Obviously, the people want roll-on glitter. I mean, these bitches, there's got to be roll-on glitter because people be going to those festivals dressing like berries and shit, glitter you know, fucking everywhere. Do you know what started it? I was watching Drag Race All-Stars and Trinity had highlight eyeshadow that was like an undertone of a color and then all glitter. And I was like, oh, gotta get me some of that. Because we'll wear it to work. Exactly. Well, we aren't in Boston. We are in Cicero, Illinois. So... Did I tell you about that guy? No. So the the one meeting I keep having to go to is for like this demonstration of this thing that we're getting. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who this man is in relation to the company. <laughs> That's funny. But he's the always there. And he like starts it and he's like the one that records it. Okay. Bitch. The strongest Boston accent I've ever heard in real oh, life. No. He's like, I'm going to make sure I record these pots. Like... <laughs> I can't even think of the old, he, and he barely talks. And I'm like, if he talked more, one, I would be way more interested. <laughs> Your Two, accent would be so good. <laughs> oh my God. I would be trying to phonetically spell all this shit, but he just comes out of nowhere. He's like, I'm pots. Like, uh, you got pots or like, hearts? Why would you, I just don't understand. I need to do a trace of like accents in the United States. I'm endlessly fascinated by that. There are people who go to dialect coaches so that they are non-accented. I would. 
But they don't, they think we have accents. I don't know. I went to, like, back into my high school at one point to talk to my French teacher who I absolutely loved. Jill and I were there and she's like, you guys sound different. You don't sound like you used to sound. And I'm like, and that's the second time in my life somebody's told me that. And I don't know, like, what I used sound to sound like. You like Oklahoma? I don't think I ever sounded like Oklahoma. So from living here, is she saying you sound different? From maybe going to college or, like, being on the phone. I had that phone job for however long. Like, maybe I tried to not have the Western New York. You know what I mean? We sell mattresses for less. And lot less. Skajakwita. <laughs> Skajakwita. So, we're in Illinois. Chicago cap. <laughs> mattresses. Probably he would say that. <laughs> Pats. Pats. Oh, this, I was watching old RuPaul and Courtney Act is there. And Ru comes in. She's like, hey, Courtney. And she's like, oh, thank you for saying it right. Everybody, you can understand it. And she goes, I guess people in Boston would understand it. <laughs> Do you know... If you, like, that is a, that's a pun. Yeah, of course. Caught uh, in the act? No, never. <laughs> never. And then I was just watching a thing, something on YouTube with maybe Katya and Trixie and she was on it and they were talking about it. Like, because I've never heard her say her full name. Oh, when she was introduced, Rue was like, yeah, of course, caught in the act. I get it. Like, <laughs> I missed that bit. I, I lied to you at the outset. I do have some information about his parents. So he was the third in line of four brothers and sisters. I would like to at some point talk to you about birth order. I would like to get your feelings on that. Well, I... Today is not the day. I'm first, <laughs> middle, last. My everything. His father was classic and alcoholic. And his mother, also classic, super religious, ruled the whole household with an iron fist, was kind how, of an asshole. How do you let your husband be an alcoholic if you're religious and running the household? Maybe he was getting drunk on sacramental wine. Classic. You never can tell. Those little wafers, man. The, oh. the bathed in his blood. I'm so sorry. Doesn't give you enough. This is not funny, but it's so funny. I went to a funeral. The funeral was very sad. It was a very morbid moment. However, I don't understand religion, and I am cracking up. So the priest has myrrh. Or whatever. Frankincense. Sure. Stinks. And he's like. Not like dog stinks. Like bad stinks. Stinks. And he's like whipping it. at, And I guess the intention is to whip it so that it hits the chain as whip it comes it back. Good. So it's like ding, ding. He can't figure it out. So every now and again it's like. And it's just. It's missing the chain every minute. It's so funny. And then he's got a stutter as well. So his sermon was meant to be like, this is the same church where the sermon for his wife actually was like, abortion is terrible and anyone who's ever had one should go burn in hell. And I was like, not funeral talk. Yeah. Unless this person was aborted and that's why you're having a funeral. They the were fuck? like, the only reason that we can celebrate her life is because she wasn't aborted. Are I'm you like, kidding me? This, yeah, it was very uncomfortable. That is quite the agenda. I you're was not even trying to hide it. No, it was very weird. I was like, this is a, was he mad? Odd. I'd be mad as her husband or like their kids. I'd I didn't talk to him about it. I had to go to work right after. But when I walked into this church, I was like, this better fucking not be like, do not get <laughs> political here now is not the time this one wasn't but the gentleman did have some sort of stutter or was speaking too quickly for his own good so he was trying to tell us about how the death rights are very similar to it's like the um i don't know religious shit can as a mini pope can you help me out when you're baptized I'm a petite cardinal please as a petite cardinal can you assist me here so you're baptized you're like in white and there's water or something and then when you die, you're draped in white and there's water. He was drawing some sort of like death. This right is the funeral, the promise kept when you're bad. I don't care. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, he's going on. It's on. something about because you're Jesus is taking you, so Jesus is going to take but you. But he I feel can't like. speak, and he's like the bibbity popped up. No, 
the boobity doo. The The I'm like, this is not, it's not funny, but it's so funny. And then again, don't know religious shit. He's like preparing the Eucharism or whatever. Eucharist. Sure. And so he's like, it's a Eucharism for religion. So he picks up a wafer that's the size of his whole dumb face and he puts it in front of his face for minutes. I must have been there for a half an hour while he just has a wafer in front yeah, of his head. Yeah, he's chanting quietly. I'm dying. What are we watching? What is in happening? Him, he's in like, a, him, a total him. eclipse of the heart. In the unity of the Holy Spirit. No, no idea. Also, why do you have to fit so many fucking words into one note? And then you're, da, 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 My dad da. does that. He makes fun. He's like, the priests go up and they're like, I can beat anyone in dominoes. <laughs> it was so stupid. Liberty bibbity. I was just like, are you trying are you trying to say baptism? Is that what you're going for? Oh. oh my god. Remix! Yeah, it was so stupid. Oh my god, it was so stupid. And then they said the goddamn Lord's Prayer, which, like, I know. I've been Our places. Father? Yeah, who aren't in heaven. And they Hallowed added, be thy name. Thy kingdom come. <laughs> I will be done. Thy will be done, bitch. On earth as it is in heaven. He ends there. Give us this. I No, bitch. They they changed something. Something's gone different. They changed it. I, <laughs> it must have been a wedding. And I'm ready. They're saying different shit. The responses used to be a thing, and now they're different. Yeah, they've been changing shit. <laughs> Our I, father has decided he's talked too much. I, a non-religious person, am like, and may he forgive our trespasses! The loudest voice in the room. I know the next line, and I am very excited about Give it. Give us this day! No one says it. Bathed in his blood. And now I have scrum in front of the whole entire church. Also, they're like, everyone will now sing, me na 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 And then they turn on, um, <laughs> turn it on like it's a song. They turn on, um... <sighs> What's the song? Amazing Grace. I'm like, oh, I know that song. I can sing this. No, they're not. We're not singing to that one. We're singing to all the other bullshit. No one's singing. You to have this. to pick up your hymnal. It has the <sighs> songs. But I don't know how it goes. You can give me the lyrics. If I don't know how the fucking song goes, I'm not just gonna spoken start. word. If nothing else. <sighs> oh, I was very. I'm gonna frustrated. have to almost immediately pour this into my glass because it's already slippery. Oh, that's nice. And I'm gonna spill it. In any event, the mother's religious. So. <laughs> She was bibbity boobopped. <laughs> and then you're in what? Like, do the whole episode that way. <laughs> so stupid. You're a scatter. I've said three things. He's born in Illinois. He's third in line. Parents are awful. Here's the fourth thing. Third in line of how many you said? Uh, four. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that explains everything. Never no, mind. that's what I thought it was, and I was confirming that I remembered. He becomes an Eagle Scout. Another one of those things that we just see over and over. First Eagle Scout, I'm certain of it. Right after L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> he was an Eagle Scout in 1957. This reminds me of Gacy's Jaycees. <laughs> I know, right? So... At some point, he, so now he's with these Eagle Scouts, and he goes to London. I don't know if, like, Eagle Scouts are that important. I don't know. I just don't give a shit. Maybe they go on missions, like the Mormons. No, he went to London oh, to, like... You have to watch. Oh, your freezer. Because <laughs> I got ice on my elbow and a fucking freezer butt. You have to watch. A freezer butt. A freezer butt. You have to watch Under the Banner of Heaven. 
on Hulu. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Bitch. First of all, it's based on a true story. It is fucking wild. It is wild. I love it. I didn't like Andrew Garfield. Like, I just didn't care about him. And sure. now I'm like, yes. Did you see? Also, The Staircase. Tony Collette is a fucking stupid good actress. She has to die 45 on. times on those steps. Each time a different way. And I'm <laughs> grossed out by I it. I didn't even think about that. That's funny. Oh, my God. I've never seen. He pushed her because he's gay, right? <sighs> okay. Eagle Scout, 57, goes to London, performs for the Queen. <laughs> Evidently, performs for the Queen? What did you do? That's what I'm saying. That, Start a fire? What are you an Eagle Scout for? Isn't Eagle Scouts like, oh, you're going to be a paramedic? There's Eagle Scouts for that? I don't know. I thought Eagle Scout was like you're in the Boy Scouts. and then It you, is. It is. It yeah. is. But I think Eagle Scouts is like the BOCES of Boy Scouts. I just, he started a fire with Flint Rock. BOCES, BOCES. <laughs> I don't, yeah, he definitely knows how to start a fire with Flint, but at, at some point the queen's involved, so the queen's there. Guess who else is her there? Her fire starter, her fireplace. I am the start. fire starter. That's what she's saying, the queen. No, he's alone. like, she's like, you are the fire starter. Here's Flint, stop me a fire. <laughs> he, he's in London. He's in London, focus. <laughs> you sound like you're from London. <laughs> Judy Garland's there. Judy Garland sees that. Jinx Monsoon. Yeah. Judy Garland sees that. Will Ferrell pretending to be Dick Cheney face and kisses it and then goes about her business. So he's like... Well, she was probably high on drugs. She was killed by the veteran. <laughs> I don't even remember that. Oh, but I've been re-watching them for this in preparation and I remember it. But what was it? Why did he think that? He thought that because he gave her... She was like, oh, I'm feeling some type of way and I got to get up early and I sleep, can't sleep until real late and blah, blah. And he was like, well, try this amphetamine or whatever, like sleeping pills. And then she got addicted to those and that's what ended up killing her. Oh so he was God. like, I killed Judy Garland. Like, bitch. So Rue, and he said that to Jinx Monsoon, which is even funnier. With Rue right in the room. Yeah. And so when Jinx was the one, that was yeah. fun. Because anybody could have been Judy Garland well, and said exactly. that, you know? Rue goes, I think she had problems before you. And <laughs> just walked away. It was really funny. So, Judy Garland kisses this guy. Great. And then dies subsequently. Yes. Probably there's poison on his cheeks. Hoof and mouth. Goes back to Chicago because, like, you know, you can't stay with the queen forever. And he enrolls in a school for, guess what? Mini popes! Uh, it's like wannabe priest school. I don't know what that's called. Oh, I do priest know. Priest school. I do. I'm oh! in priest school. <laughs> no, I do know what it's called. Seminary. Seminary. Seminary fluid. Seminary fluid. Seminary canals. So, seminary glaciers. <laughs> he drops out one year later. He can't, he can't handle it. He's pushing around his classmates. He's, like, beating people up. He's, like, a uh, real bully and, like, kind of an asshole. So, his pre-career, dead on arrival. Then he decides, I'm going to study the only logical thing, radiology. He can't finish that either. So, after two years of radiology school, he drops out. But don't worry. Anyone who needs to hear this, no one's reading your resume. They don't care. They're not checking your references. They're not verifying that you went to the school you think you went to. We checked references this last bit. Well, we needed to. We had some bad hires. Um, the people in the radiology clinic Murph. where he tries to get hired, it's a hospital in Kansas City for children. They don't check any fucking shit. They don't want to check his forged credentials. They're like, sure, x-ray tech it is. Come on, come on down. Then he gets married to either another one of those moments where yep. moderately old-timey crimeys give you wrong information. It's either Nancy or Mary. Feels like that's available somewhere. Nary. That information must be around. Mancy. You like, there's no birth. You were. Her trying name to be... was Grunhilda, and she went by Salmon. You were trying to be. A... Hi, I'm Salmon. 
It's me, Salmon. <laughs> I have several aliases. You're trying Trout. to be a priest. Surely your marriage was like in the papers. In the papes, as they say. You know? Newsies. So like, surely that information is somewhere. I'm annoyed. I can't tell if she's married Maybe or Nancy. Maybe her name's Shirley. You said that a lot of times just now. <laughs> I think her name is Nancy. So I'm going to go with that. that. an observation. Surely her name is... That's your Don't joke. Me, Shirley. Stop kicking me. I'm going to punch you. I'm going to absolutely have a bruise on that spot in my leg. I'm not even hitting you that hard. I just a lot. Her name was either Nancy Joe Lynch or Mary Joe Lynch, but it was Joe Lynch. So maybe I'll just go with Joe. Joe Lynch. Joe Lynch. They too have four children. John Jr. Fucking kill me. Kimberly. And twins, Christopher and Christine. Which like, give me my own fucking name. But also that's a, like, I don't mind it. But when both, like, the names go together, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But when the sh- to shorten both of those names is Chris, like, obviously you're going to mm. have to call the girl Chrissy. You know what I mean? Yeah. What if she just wanted Topher. to be? Topher. Mm-hmm. Topher Grace. Yeah, that's his name. Whatever. I would call him. Hey. Because there's a PH. <laughs> that's how they went. Everyone knows. So, again, giving me Gacy vibes, like, real strong. He lives in a little suburb with his wife, Joe, <laughs> and he's like a scoutmaster. He's a baseball coach. He teaches Sunday school. He's real involved until How he's can you a teach Sunday also. school if you're not a mini pope? It's also like BTK a little bit. Wasn't yeah, he real uh-huh. involved in his mm-hmm. community? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just feel like maybe the people He who's... was, I think, an Eagle Scout leader. Can I tell you a story real quick without, like, causing this person... Maybe I shouldn't tell you the story. I'm gonna do it anyway. So I went to a church... When my dad's parents died, when his dad died, he got real religious and he like dragged us to all of these churches. Mm. And we so I tried on a bunch of hats. And I'll tell you what, some of them were like all right, and some of them were not that great. One of them had a song that went, "Can't nobody, can't nobody do me like Jesus," and it cracked me up. Do like, me like do Jesus, me like Jesus, and it ends like you do that for a couple of refrains. Then you're like, "He's my friend," and my mom and I are like dying laughing because that's sex, and we're five, so. Yes, I know. But anyway, that very same church had a guitarist who would like play That's the guitar. That's the song you songs. masturbate to in a religion when you're not supposed to Do masturbate. Like <laughs> it was oh, it was so weird. Do me like Jesus. I just can't like religious songs. What are religious songs that you remember? They're so funny. I sang them before. Yeah, in a different episode. Oh, those are all the ones that you remember. Um, I our God is an awesome God. God, He reigns. Do you remember? King of kings and lord of lords, glory, hallelujah. No. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> I remember when I was in choir, because I was in choir mm-hmm. very briefly. Of and course. there's we just sang a lot of amen. And then amen. 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 I guess there wasn't words to that. And I used to know how to. There's words that say men. But, like, extra. I oh. thought that was, like, the refrain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I used to know how to sing a Christmas, like, a Christmas song. It was, like, Gee, shy Bethlehem, gee, shy Bethlehem, vessel on us, do ya. I'm probably, Weird that they would throw that in. Well, it was a Roman Catholic church in a, in a uh, Polish place. Oh, is that Polish? Yeah, yeah. I thought maybe it was Hebrew. It sounded no, 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 no. What it, else God, did God. I know? Go tell it on the mountain, but I don't think that counts. Over the hills and everywhere go. Michael, row the boat ashore. Mm. He's got the whole world. Like, well, in his but I can't hands. remember what. 
Because mostly I think we sing, I can only really recall doing the Christmas, the Midnight Mass. Oh, sure. And we dressed as angels and sang Christmas songs. And then I disappeared into snow, apparently. Jill was the star of Bethlehem and she had to piss her pants in the middle of it. So we had to drag her out. It's a temporarily cloud. There's a cloud in the sky. Bethlehem star is covered. (laughs) She had to piss her pants. Yeah, she had to pee real bad. Anyway, everyone who's like super involved and this guitar player... And turns out that he was a pedophile. And are you shocked? A, a little. I'm not shocked based on this, but like he was. You super were shocked involved then. In the church. I mean, I was seven. He was oh. super involved in the church. He had. Good like, thing he didn't get you. He was involved in like the Sunday school, which of course, like I know easy access. Exactly. If he was hideous. I wouldn't have been interested anyway. I'll take an older man any day, but not one that's ugly. Plus, his name was like Gil. So anyway. <laughs> Here's the criteria I've decided for, like, you should be on high alert if there's a person like this in your area. Are you ready? Milk toast. Are you attractive? No. But, like, I'll tolerate you. Do you know what I mean? Milk toast. Living in the suburbs. Average life. Very boring wife and kids. Like, just, I feel like the wife and kids are there. It's just, like, something to put on your resume. Like, yeah, I did that. Just, like, very vanilla. Yeah. And then, be careful. Vanilla milk toast. Because, bam, always something. If you get a vibe, they a freak. Something's going on. Yep. Yep. Something is going on. Deep-seated Bullshit. I'm going to talk to, at some point, not in this episode, but about that guy who went to Burger King after he was fired and, like, laid a plot to shoot up his whole entire um, office. After he, got fired. he didn't hit anybody. He got not one single person. <laughs> but he went there to try to instill fear. And he was the same. Milktoast. Very boring. I thought you like, were talking about Go to John, who just went there to masturbate oh for eight no. hours. Oh, no. I forgot about him. That was a McDonald's, asshole. too, I think. Like, poor McDonald's. These people get up talking Poor break. McDonald's had a dick. Outside in the room. That was a weird lip sync. That was a strange song to But choose. it was good, though. It was good. Because it was so fast and crazy town. Yeah, but it was a very odd choice. I, yeah. I think Moni won. Just the yeah, I was like... I knew they weren't gonna. But also, we don't really like Shay as mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. I, will, I mean, I'll give her credit. She's very fashionable. Her runways are to die for, mm-hmm. but I don't care for you. Yeah, I'm just bored. You are shit as a Grinch. So, oh my god, I forgot. Can't even lip sync. Can't even. So, he gets this x-ray tech job based on bullshit credentials. And he's x-raying children in the PDF. In the hospital. In the pediatric. In the PDF. No, it's, yeah, it doesn't come through as a PDF. But he gets fired from his x-ray tech job because he's incompetent, Kelsey Priest. So, it, this is occurring, like, right after his twins are born. So, now he's got four kids he's got to support. He's not into little children. Um, No. Oh, no, wait, he's, he's not. not the pedophile. He's not. No, the Gil. real guy is the yeah, pedophile. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, I was telling you a side yeah, story. Yeah, I, sorry, I I'm, I'm melted them together. That's okay, melted Because I, I started this <laughs> freezy pop of vodka on a stomach full of three cheeses. Well, in addition, we've been talking for 22 minutes, I've told you nothing. So. But tell me what it is of. 6.8% alcohol. Is that a lot? I don't think so. I mean, it's not not a lot, but it's not like. Hmm. Well, hard iced it. So I have more conflicting information. Two thousand isn't all of this on the internet. I at this point, <sighs> I feel like it's just lazy reporters. They're not rove. Well, they're roving, but they're not, not well. any good. <laughs> they get lost when they rove. <laughs> exactly. They end up. They drive their car into a lake because the GPS told them to. Okay, that's an office joke, and even I know that one. But I also think they do that. <laughs> also possible. 
So he either gets fired from this job for being incompetent, which I can absolutely believe. However, I will say you'd be caught quicker. I think doing x-rays, like if, if I'm like, hey, I think I broke my arm and they're like, okay, here's this x Like, how hard is it? Do you know what I mean? You put it in a couple of positions, you get the picture or you don't. I don't know how you could fuck that up anyway. Well, I will tell you. When he my, went to two years of radiology school, so he knows something about. When my arm was broken and it was very clearly disfigured. Oh, it makes me want to And die. they still, they kept moving my arm yep. to get different pictures you of it. Maybe to. he's rough. Maybe he's. Oh, fair. Maybe the Maybe it's the interaction isn't. with the patients. That's true. Well, he also, I'll tell you, has embezzled $100,000 over his time at this fa- fountain plaza x-ray. I don't understand how people embezzle. I don't understand how it get, they get away with it. Thank you. Like, we deal in cash, and I don't feel like I could embezzle and get Literally, away with it. Literally, if I break a 20 and I take just two 10s, I'm like, I've done something wrong. Yes. Something's wrong. Yes. Yeah. Um, A hundred thousand? A hundred thousand dollars that he embezzles from this first place. And then he goes to work for Dr. Wallace Graham. And he steals $33,000 from him. At that same point, he's like, "I again, I don't think you're attractive, but I, I like, no, I know early 2000s attractiveness. Yeah, no. Frost your tips. You're not cute. So he's having sexual affairs with the staff. And some of the staff are married. And also some of the Women. staff. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's having sexual affairs with them, which is obviously causing some problems in the office. Because like, if you're sleeping with our boss... And I'm sleeping with our boss. And we find out about it. It's causing discord. Because women are always mad at each other's women and never the man. Well, exactly. But also the man's the boss and you can't be mad. He's not even the boss. He's a fucking x-ray tech. I feel like they interact with him like a half a time. And he's like, you want sex? And they're like, ugh, I guess. He's also having sex with the patients. So um, he's not at the children's hospital anymore, which is great. But (laughs) he is. (laughs) You squirped. (laughs) What are you squirping? What are you chirping? (laughs) Why are you being cute? So he, uh, yeah, he's fucking the patients also. Like, it's just a but lot. But, like, how? Like, meeting them after or, like, you just got an x-ray or whatever the fuck and now I'm just going to fuck you, you quick. Sorry that you're broken, but do you want to, like, it's like reverse Bundy. Do you know what I mean? But so but, it was there, though. They weren't they weren't outside ra- rendezvous? No. Yeah, no. It was just, like, right there, I think. Right there, right there. Well, with the staff, I think it was probably a well, little for bit sure. more. But. Oh, no. I would have think the patients that he would make a date and bang them. No, I think the staff, it was like, we can't have sex here because you know that there's no Because I'm too busy fucking the patients? <laughs> Maybe. Three years after he's hired, he's finally found out. So it seems like his embezzlement happens like ten to $20,000 per year. He was only found out because of embezzlement, not because of fucking patients. Correct, yes. I think that there were staff complaints among the staff, but like, really, what can you do? If you and I have both entered into separate consensual sexual relationships with somebody that we work with, and then... We're mad at each other. Like, that doesn't have anything to do with work, and it doesn't have anything to do with that person. They made bad choices. We made bad choices. Mm-hmm. You know, Well, like, except for having sex at work, <clears throat> that's not allowed. Well, in if the office, I agree. Yeah. But if we had been doing it outside, like... It, outside, right on the bench. Look <laughs> at us. We're not at work. Fuck me. No, somebody died out there. On a bench. No, right before the bench. Who? Remember that guy that had a massive heart attack I thought he was just office? walking. Yeah, but he was walking past the bench. Sit on a bench. Three years later, caught. He's sentenced to three years of probation, which seems very light. How do I embezzle $133,000? I could really use it. Does he get to keep it? Like, they don't, no restitution, no no, nothing? probation only. Probation Well, then it's worth it. And, thank you. And then he violates his probation because he can't be That's a violation of your probation. I don't know what that's of. From Little Rascals. Mm -hmm. Aw, R.I.P. And the 
you know, like at funerals, they put up those like photo boards. <laughs> There's like nine to 20 pictures of my Uncle Bill and he looks just like alfalfa. Like literally without the little sticky up looks just like him. Aww. I know. So he violates probation because he can't not go back to Chicago. He doesn't tell anybody. This is one year into his three years of probation. Just fucking tell someone. I'm going back to Chicago. I need work. Like, that's fine. You can fine. get, like, permission. Yeah. And they can And a probation you, officer uh-huh. in Chicago. Like, why are it's you It's not such- hard. Just do the things. It's 2000. Do it right. It's not hard to find you either. We, now we have records. We can just Google. Do you know how many times somebody sketchy has come into the hotel and I'm like, let me Google you real quick. Oh, you're violating your probation? Perfect. Let me call you officer. Yeah, I'm a narc. It's fine. That's a violation of your probation. Well, he's in Chicago. He gets arrested again for the same goddamn thing. Embezzlement. Again, yes. He's working at R.B. Jones Company, which I think sells insurance at the time. They're not around anymore. I don't know. R.B. sounds good. (laughs) He steals money from them again. like, And then again in 1975, bitch. You have a job. Just make your job money. Where are you getting all this money? How do I get this money? So he's arrested for securities and mail fraud. He has some fake, like, medical consulting company in Kansas City, which, like, how do you fake that? I feel like if you come, what is medical consulting? He's like, I was a radiologist. With my eyes, I can x-ray your arms broken. Like, hi, I couldn't pass any of the colleges, and then I decided I was an x-ray tech, and then I got fired 54 times, and uh, I am rich. But I will have sex with you. Yeah. If you want sex, I'm here for it. Also, I've got so much money in us. So, yeah. I don't get any information. What is his wife? Like, what's happening? I was just about to say, I don't get any information about, like her is she inheriting any of this money is she like okay embezzle away because we need it or what because also like at some point as a wife don't you be like just please stop this is getting ridiculous you keep getting arrested i feel like at the point where you can't hold a job do you know what i mean like i've changed jobs but i feel like if i doesn't need to hold one if he's taking their money before he leaves but like now you're on probation you can't move around you can't come home to chicago like what is going on here Maybe she hated him. She Probably. Fucking Joe. World needs to get a whole fucking grip because now he's got, like, you could look at this guy and his his real credentials, which are available for everyone to see. Like, everyone knows he's violated probation. He's on probation in six different places. He's embezzled all this money. He can't hold a job, blah, blah, blah. With all this history of convictions, uh, theft, fraud, embezzlement, blah, 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 he gets a job and he eventually is um, promoted as a civics leader for, like, several charities in the area. Like, just job after job. What doing, is a like, civics leader? Literally nothing. I feel like you take... Fundraising? Yes, exactly. And, like, you're raising funds by embezzling at other companies. Like, get a grip. So That's, in, like, the Tinder swindler. <clears throat> exactly. In 1977, he starts working for this organization that helps handicapped individuals. Oh, great. Ma'am. <clears throat> the bullshit that follows, I can't. So he talks to, like, all the board of directors, and he's like, we should have... We should do, like, a, a person of the year. Like, in, and we promote, like, one person... And then that person is the face of our organization. So then he decides it's obviously it's going to be him. So he <gasps> starts writing fake letters of recommendation about him from this board of directors. Like, signs their name and everything. And is like, oh my god, John Edward Robinson is the And then best. what? Presents them back to the board? Listen. And, and they're like, I didn't write that? He goes to the news. And he is like, this um, civics group for handicapped individuals has decided that, like, they are going to have a Man of the Year award. It's me. Um, here are all the ringing endorsements that I've received. Yeah, exactly. And so now all the media is there. They have a luncheon for this bullshit. And they're like, oh my God, let's, this is great. Look how well this organization is doing. Now they've got a man of beer. All of the board is like, um, no, I didn't. I didn't recommend this at all. I, no, I didn't. No, I don't think that he should be the man of the year. I don't, I never wrote this. It's not my thing. 
So I think that that is equal parts hilarious and sad. Like, why are you forcing yourself? Like, what did he think? Like, what was man of the year going to get him? I think man of the year helps you to get a spot on the board of directors. And then he could take money from uh, the the charity. I don't but know for sure. You can't fraudulently make yourself that and then try to be on the board of the people you the, forged the people their signatures. You forged their goddamn signatures. And like, you didn't think that anyone was going to look into that. So like the media is there. You've got the press coverage that you wanted. But of course, they're like, look at the endorsements. Such and such, a prominent person in yeah. the community has said this. Then they have a board meeting and they're like, did you say that? And yeah. I didn't fucking say All that. All of them were meeting with the press and they're like, yeah, and this never happened. I oh didn't say that. It's like in real time. And the press is having a fucking Bear field Stachio. day. Mm-hmm. They spend like weeks and weeks and weeks like following Robinson and like, this is some bullshit. Like this guy is crazy. What is he talking have about? Have they found out about his embezzlements? They know about his embezzlements. Oh. They're publishing everything. It's okay. like a full like drag Expose. Through. Exactly. His wife and children are not pleased with this level of, like, <laughs> new level of um, spyglass to the eyeball on mm-hmm. their family, and they are, like, not having any of it. He gets arrested, so that's 1977. He gets arrested again in 1980 for embezzlement and check forgery. He spends only 60 days in jail in 1982, and I'm like, I, at this point, I need to commit days some in. fucking crimes. Like, I'll spend 60 days in jail to embezzle. Like, how People much do that get? for TV shows. Thank you. After he gets out, he talks to some friend, which, like, if this is me and I have embezzled all this and I've been arrested several times, don't lend me money. Full permission. Don't lend me money. Bitch. He asks his friend for $25,000 that he needs to invest in some, like, hydroponics business, which is totally made up. He's got no hydroponics business. This guy is like, sure, here's $25,000, but I need it back because my wife has cancer. <gasps> Thank you. But d- don't give it away if your wife has cancer. You're fucking kidding me. All you have to, you have a perfect excuse. Just say no. You don't even have to make anything up. Just like. What is wrong with people? I know. If I was his wife. Which one? The cancer riddled wife cancer. or Robinson's wife? I'd be like, I'm purposely not going to die now, and I'm going to make your life fucking miserable. She didn't, and they ended up in mountains of cancer treatment-related debt. And he never gave them the $25,000 back. So. I would have divorced I'm just glad that she survived, because that would have been real shitty. Like, he inadvertently killed somebody. Well, though she suffers financially. Well, true. Excuse me. Sorry. Well, I would make him, like, sorry, why did you give away $25,000 we didn't have? The hell? I would get a divorce and I would get an attorney to figure that out. Exactly. So, no surprise, he starts sexually harassing his neighbors and the neighbors' wives and trying to get everyone in the world to have sex with them. He keeps inviting them to have these affairs, not only with him, with him and the wife. The wife is not interested at all. And he keeps trying to, like, weasel his way into people's homes. So if you're, like, a single woman and you live there, he's going to try to have sex with you. If you live with your husband or a significant other, he's going to try to, like, separate you guys by causing some bullshit drama in between. And, like, it's just... It's a whole lot. Everyone in his whole community hates him. They're like, you gotta get a fucking grip. Like, you, stop trying to have sex with us. Stop embezzling. You're okay, sleepy. Given us a terrible name, like with this handicapped charity, like get a grip. Ruffin is upset. He gets fired from yet another job. He was the employee relations manager at Guy's Foods, so I don't know what what that is about, but. He was charged with felony theft uh, six months after that in order to pay them back $50,000. So somebody gets some restitution. That's nice. Around this time, things get weird. So I don't know if it was like right after that. At, when he's unemployed at some point in his career, he joins a secret group for sadomasochism. It is called the International Council of Masters, ICM. And he's quickly the group's official slave master, which again... Just a title he gave himself. He didn't need the ringing endorsements, but he just, like, joined this group and was like, you need a slave master to make sure things are going well. 
And I think that I would be the best person involved. So now you're telling me that somebody who has, like, forced himself on it, co-workers, neighbors' wives, like, you're the best person because you know so much about consent? Sure. So he... Was that community as big on consent? They gotta be, right? Yeah, the sadomasochistic community is very big on, like, safety and consent and, like, going within the bounds of your um, comfort levels. He obviously doesn't have any respect for any of that. But once he gets into this ICM group, he brings people as slave master into his dungeon with the expectation that, like, you're um, enjoying being submissive and you're going to be part of, like, the, the slave master's dungeon. And there he, like, rapes them and tortures them, totally having nothing to do with consent. There's no aftercare. It's none of the things that, like, hallmark BDSM relationship. So were any of them into it though? Like did some people leave it not traumatized? I think some people probably wouldn't have used a safe word anyway. So it didn't occur to them that this was not like in line with what they wanted. But Um, had they said a safe word, it wouldn't have mattered. Correct. And others I think were just like, this is not what I signed up for. Some were also very new to like the scene. So I think he was like taking advantage of it. So he has decided, which I really hate because that's a whole community of people that do enjoy one part of sexuality in a different way than some of us. And so, like, now you've given, like, BDSM a rape connotation, and that's not what this is about. So in 1983, one of Robinson's brothers uh, named Don is, like, expressing some concern because he and his Don wife... Don Robinson, are, is he a weatherman? Don does sound like Or, like, it. an anchor. Yeah, he absolutely is on the news. He's also infertile. So he and his wife have been trying to have kids, and they can't. And so Don's talking to his brother, and he's like, oh, this really sucks. I don't know if it's, you know, is it my sperm or her eggs? We're, we're not doing the deed very well. And he starts talking about adoption and, like, they've been looking into costs and it's going to be, like, so expensive and blah, blah, blah. And then Robinson out of nowhere is like, don't worry. I'll fuck her. I have connections in the adoption business. I can find you a kid. I thought he was just going to fuck the way. No, it gets gets real dark. So he's like, I know people who can help you. Give me some minutes. I will figure this out for you. Don't worry about it. No cost involved. So I don't know what the exact timelines are here because obviously no one's (laughs) writing down the, the dates. But Robinson starts murdering. (laughs) <laughs> it's 1984. I think his first murder is Paula Godfrey. So she's 19 and she's hired for one of his fake bullshit companies as the receptionist or a sales rep. Sorry. And so she tells everyone selling nothing, selling nothing. Like what is even happening? So she tells everyone in her circle and all of like the clients that she has that she's going away for some training. It's going to be like weeks long training and he's paying for it. And she's excited because she gets to travel and blah, blah, blah. Then she's never seen again. Mm. So the police don't investigate her disappearance because she's an adult and she had told people she was going away. And if she doesn't want to take your phone call, that's not our problem. There's nothing we can do. So Paula's dad is like, no, that's not okay with me. She's 19. Like, she doesn't know any better. She would be in communication with us. He flies down to try to, like, see what's going on. She told the father, I'm going to check into this hotel. And then he called the hotel and she never checked in. So he's like, something's wrong. Like, she told me where she would be. She's not there. What is going on? So she go, he goes to Robinson in their offices, which is like absolutely just a desk in the basement. Or some t- paperweights. You gotta cut that. But it's just, I won't. <laughs> just a desk in the basement. And he's like, my daughter needs to contact me immediately or there's going to be a big fucking problem here. And so her family, shortly thereafter, suspicious, gets a letter that's handwritten. Ugh. And it has a Kansas City postmark on it. So her dad is like, this is not Paul's handwriting. Why is it coming from Kansas? She was supposed to be out of the area on training. What is going on here? He takes it to the police. 
And I don't know if the second letter goes to police or to her family, but like either way, it's a letter. It's signed by Paula and it says that she really appreciates Robinson's help. She's fine. She just doesn't want to see her parents. Like, I know. Paula's never found. She's never seen. I don't know what happened to her body. I don't also, know what happened to her. I just feel like it's very suspicious if you've gone missing and in a letter you f- you sing the praises of the person. Thank you. Like, why would you mention him at all? Mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, I'm on this training or like I decided to fuck off and be a hobo or yeah. whatever. Like, not be like, he's awesome and he's so helpful and I love or him Or just so be much. like, this training is not what I want. I don't know what I want. I'm going soul searching. Yeah. Please anything. don't contact me. Yeah. God damn it. People are so fucking dumb. I uh, know. Be better at murder. Be better at murder. <sighs> 1985, Robinson starts using the name John Osborne. Unclear as to why, but he's John Osborne now. He meets Lisa Stacy. It's S-T-A-S-I. Would you say Stacy or Stacy? I just like Stacy better. All right. So he meets Lisa and her four-month-old daughter Tiffany at Hope House, which is a shelter for abused women. Oh, fantastic. He tells Lisa, I've got jobs, like galore. I've got jobs upon jobs upon jobs. You got to come to Chicago. I will buy an apartment for you. You'll get free daycare. Don't worry about it. So we're in Hope House. Yes, he meets. Women. Yes, he meets Lisa and her four-month-old daughter Tiffany. He's telling Lisa, "Like I've got a job for you. You can come in with me to Chicago. I've got an apartment for you. You get free daycare. Don't even worry about it. Tiffany's gonna be fine." And Lisa's social worker, who's working with her at Hope House, is like, "Her name is Kathy Stackpole," and she's Stackpole. like, "I got this offer. I think all of these details sound really great. The company is real. We had the secretary or the sales rep contact us some time ago. I think it's it's good. We should we should take him up on this offer." Robinson, at this point, asks Lisa to sign several sheets of blank stationery. Bitch, those going to be your letters Letter. home, my Come love. on! Mm-hmm. What? Why? That, thank you. If anyone ever asked me to just sign, if anyone asked me to take a picture with a newspaper or sign several random sheets of stationery, goodbye. No. Absolutely not. Oh, my not. God. I, like, women. I mean, I she's battered, I guess. Oh, she's got and a history. Desperate. And that makes it worse. Ugh. But just stay at Hope House. Just stay Bitch, there. Sweetheart. I'm sure it's not great, but my God. Sweetheart. So the three of them stay at Overland Park Roadway Inn, and that's the last time that Lisa's ever seen. But she does check in, separate from the other ones. She, she actually does check in. Yeah, she got the signed letters. And then one night, Brother Don, John's brother Don, gets a phone call from, from John. And he has a fucking baby. He said that he came upon a woman who had killed herself in a hotel room, and that her baby, miraculously, is available to be adopted. Except it's not free anymore. It's going to cost $5,500 in lawyer's fees. So Don and Helen Robinson receive Tiffany, and they, along with the four-month-old, get authentic adoption papers when they meet Edwards, uh, Edward Robinson, John Edward Robinson, and they meet him at the airport. So they go there. He's got a four-month-old. Don't worry about the lawyers. Don't worry about anything. Give me $5,500. Here's the baby for you. So he makes some money off of this murder. How does he forge documents that look real? I, it's hard to say, but I, also early 2000s, I feel like everything was kind of that weird typewriter paper. And, probably, and also, I don't think I would know what. Yeah, a, fair. Like actual You can't really Google, like, like yeah. what does it look like, I guess. Um, Lisa has never heard from again. Well, I hope her daughter's at least well taken care of. I hope that fucking social worker feels real bad about herself. Two years later, Catherine Clampett, who's 27, leaves her child with her parents in Texas and she moves over to Kansas City. She's like, I've got a job. Um, recommendation, but I can't travel with a child right now. Let me see if it's a viable job. Get myself situated. I'll come back for my daughter. So he, she's hired by Robinson. And Robinson's like, this job is going to be a lot of travel. So you're going to get all, like, new clothes. You're going to have an excellent wardrobe. You're going to have, like, traveling to these, like, bougie cities. It's going to be great. Picking 
time off mountains. She also signs blank stationery, and in June, she's missing. She doesn't come back for her child. Her parents are very concerned, obviously. Well, at least the child's with the grandparents. Yes. Her missing person's case is open to this day. We don't know what happened to her. Well, we do, but we don't. Well, exactly. So from 1987 to 1993, Robinson is in jail. From 87 to 91, he was in jail for these fraud convictions he had open in Kansas, and they finally, like, catch him (coughs) and put him in jail finally. And then from 91 to 93, he's incarcerated for fraud and parole violations in Missouri. So, like, the Kansas City things and then the Kansas State things. So there's Mm, two separate... Yeah, two separate um, convictions there. In Western Missouri Correctional Facility, he ingratiates himself with a librarian who is 49-year-old Beverly Bonner. So Beverly, which we've seen a million times at this point, like, get a fucking grip, all y'all. Work in corrections only if you're not lonely and sexually deprived. So Beverly leaves her husband and goes to be with Robinson. In jail? Well, when he's released. Um, (laughs) She's just going to bunk in his cell with him? When he's, I'm sure it was like, oh my god, I've, I've never loved anybody like I've loved oh. you. You're so wonderful. She's a librarian in the correctional facility. Wait, he's, he's just at home. They just at home. His wife and yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's probably glad he's gone. Yeah. Beverly like really leaves her husband. Though. Like tells him, I'm leaving you. I'm going. Don't bother contacting me again. Mm-hmm. So at least I feel like she she said the right things for people not to come try to find her. She goes to move to Kansas to work for him. And I just would like to throw out there, you know he's in jail for fucking fraudulent charges. Mm-hmm. Like, he's fraudulent, he's embezzling money all over the place, why would you want to work for him? Whatever. Robinson arranges for Bonner's alimony to be forwarded to a P.O. box, and the family never hears from her again. So, Beverly's mother keeps forwarding these checks for alimony into this P.O. box, and Robinson keeps cashing them, even, like, well after Beverly's gone. So she's just gone. I can't imagine wanting money so much to do this. Like One, I'm lazy, but like, the fuck? In 1993, Robinson finally discovers the internet. He's on social media sites under the name Slave Master. And you know social media is like an AOL chat room that you like randomly were thrown into. Well, there was also Yahoo because of Marriage Institute. Exactly. Under the name Slave Master, he is looking for women who predominantly enjoy sub roles. So he wants people who will be submissive to him Do you watch, in sex. Um South Park. Mm-mm. So the one teacher, Mr. Garrison, at some point he he's like figures out he's gay or whatever and he's into like BDSM and he has a glove on his hand and it used to be something else and then it turned into Mr. Slave. And literally that's what I'm picturing <laughs> is a hand puppet. This man is a hand puppet. You a hand puppet. Straight up. Somebody's hands up your ass. So the first of the women to meet him online is Sheila Faith. Uh, it's a year later. She's 45. She has a 15. 15- oh, Sheila. Don't get too excited. She's going to die. I know. I was just celebrating <laughs> her for a minute. <laughs> Sheila has a 15-year-old mm-hmm. Debbie, and Debbie is wheelchair-bound because she suffers from spina bifida. He tells Sheila that he's really rich. He can absolutely support both of them. Don't even worry. She's gonna, Debbie's going to get the best care. I'll give her all the therapy she could possibly need. Sheila, you're going to have a job. You guys will never want for anything. Get over here. Sheila moves them from California to Kansas City, which is wild that all of this is happening in one fucking city. Also, like, Kansas City's not that fucking big. You know, like, get a grip. 
But I guess that's why he's harvesting out of staters. Yeah, true. They come in here and they're coming for a reason. And then it's just like, okay, maybe they got some other job. But Robinson continues cashing Faith's pension checks seven years after her disappearance, after she's never heard from again. So years pass and Robinson is becoming super well known in this growing BDSM online community, which is like, I feel like the LGBTQ community had this a bit too, where like the internet brought people together where you might be the only person in Kansas City who is openly gay. Now you can talk to people from other areas and you feel a sense of comfort. The BDSM community is also growing online in that same way and he's like taking full advantage of it. He is still married at this point. There's also a bustling cannibalism. 800,000 websites. Yes. As we know, as we learned, cannibalism brings the people together. How would you say this in Polish? It's making me laugh because someone used to call me in high school wicker wicker. And that's what it's making me think of. So the W's a V. So it'd be Levica. All right. So Isabella Levica is 21. She comes from Poland and she's living in Indiana, which like, why? Which stay in Poland. It sounds way better. Indiana. Robinson finds her and offers her a job and also a bondage relationship. So she's like, this sounds perfect. Everything I moved Why would you separate it? Yeah, I don't... That's exactly right. Like, don't shit where you eat. Like, either job me or slave me. Yeah, and can't be both. No, because it, it I can see that... Because then you're going to stop paying me for my job because I'm Correct. your slave. Fuck you. Exactly. So she moves to New York... Uh, New York City. No, Kansas City. <laughs> Regrettably, she did not go the right direction. Robinson proposes to her, even though he's still married, and he registers the two for a marriage license. The license was never picked up, but it's possible that Levicka thought that they were married because... Why wouldn't well, yeah. you? You went to City Hall, you got the license, whatever. She told her parents uh, that she was married, but she wouldn't give the parents the husband's name. Which might have been John Osborne. Well, <laughs> I know. I don't know what he registered under. She also signed a 115-item slave contract that gave Robinson total control over everything, including her bank accounts. It's always the bank accounts. She disappears totally in the summer of 1999. Robinson <laughs> told... So Robinson has a web designer for his, like, slave master websites and the web designer's like oh what happened to that lovely girl and he's like oh she was caught smoking weed and they deported her <laughs> so yeah. they deported her <laughs> like she's from indiana probably she had to smoke weed to get through the day in summer she probably was smoking fucking kentucky bluegrass well let me tell you where she is give me a moment so in summer of 99 suzanne troughton who is an lpn and a bdsm sub they come in all shapes and sizes. Absolutely. I fully support. <laughs> Meets Robinson. And Robinson's like, you got to move from Michigan to Kansas so we can travel together. You're not traveling anywhere. Also, you stay- if you travel together, that means y'all can meet somewhere coming from different states. Yep. Just saying. Exactly. Twat. But it's interesting that he's in Kansas City, Missouri and Kansas and going like one person meets him here and then another person meets him here. And it's like very close by, but also you're creeping everybody out over state lines. So Suzanne's mother receives several typed letters from abroad that are signed by Suzanne. Abroad. And I would just, thank you. Abroad. Oh, it's abroad, Susan, but like also abroad yeah. overseas. Susan abroad. Mm-hmm. All of those notes were stamped with Kansas City postmarks. Do you not know how the mail works? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like we can see when and where. It can, okay, sure. So she, clearly she mailed it to Kansas City and asked someone to re-envelope it. Yeah. And send it. And send it from there. Yeah, yeah. The letters also had absolutely no spelling and grammar errors. 
And Suzanne's mother was like, that's weird. Because She's she, an idiot. <laughs> well, she like just was careless in my, in correspondence with me and like would not have yeah. spoken Spell like checked. this. Mm-hmm. Spell choke. Later, when Suzanne's mom is like, what happened to her? Where is she? Robinson's like, ah, she ran off with some acquaintance and she stole my money, that bitch. And that's the last that Suzanne hears from, from uh, her daughter. Her daughter. By the end of 99, police are like, this, something's going on here. Like, Robinson, his name keeps coming up in these missing persons cases. What is happening? The parents are starting to get suspicious. Now we possibly have a letter that maybe was sent to the police that's like, oh, I'm fine. Robinson's so great. And that girl still has not been heard from from decade ago. So now they're starting to, like, see that there's a pattern. In June of 2000, Robinson is arrested for these, like, we have a warrant for your arrest. We're going to bring you in. We're going to question you on these things. We have enough information from these letters with these Kansas City, like, what's happening here? And so they bring him in and, um... That made me think of the song from Jesus Christ Superstar. Go ahead. What's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. But I hate that thing. It scarred me for life. <laughs> He's also, um, but part of his charges <clears throat> are these two women, two living women, who filed sexual battery complaints against him. So probably people who weren't aware that he was going to force them into a BDSM relationship and just thought that they were having some sort of like well, when you date maybe. If you force someone, then it's not a BDSM relationship. Mm-hmm. Just rape. Yeah, that's just rape. Yep, yep. That's fun. So a task force goes to the property. I do think it would be cool as hell if I was a bad guy that a task force was required. <laughs> well, they bring cadaver dogs. Mm. And on the property, they found two decaying bodies. The bodies are naked, blindfolded, laying face down, like head down in the fetal position um, each in its own 85-pound chemical drum. So they are upside down in this drum, in the fetal position, totally naked, blindfolded. So ass up. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's Levica and Suzanne Troughton. Another task force in Missouri is searching Robinson's two rented garages. They find three more chemical drums with corpses inside. It's Bonner and Sheila and Faith. So the one that had uh, spina bifida and her mom and Faith. So Oh, he killed the doctor. Mm-hmm. Their barrels were all marked as rendered pork fat. This is the name of my autobiography. When they saw those barrels, police opened the top, and there was like a shoe in the barrel. So they're like, what the fuck is this? And they picked up the shoe, and they realized that a leg is still attached to it. They closed the barrel right away, and they're like, okay, gotta send this for autopsy. Like, those fucking people are in here. All five victims were killed by either one to two blows to the head. Like, just rapid whack to the dome. And then, like, maybe put into this barrel of chemicals and just died like it might have been they might have been still alive so in 2000 his arrest and fingerprint test made his niece heather who's now 16 realize that she's lisa stacy's daughter she remembered that her original name was tiffany or found out she was four months old i don't think she remembered i think probably she read headlines that lisa and tiffany are missing and realized that that is her name but whatever she says she remembers being called tiffany in 2002, Robinson was sentenced to death for the murders of Suzanne and uh, that Levicka. He's in he's spending life imprisonment right now uh, for having killed Stacy. Lisa Stacy. Missouri, so now we got Missouri and Kansas involved. Missouri has harsher punishments, so Robinson's attorney was like, "Let's not send him to Missouri. Let's try him in Kansas." And Missouri prosecutors are like, "Absolutely not. We need to find our missing girls and we needed to charge him." 
for, like, he's stolen a child. Obviously, that person is dead. Even if you don't have a body, that's a crime. Do you know what I mean? So, like, it would be very convenient that a murderer happened upon somebody else's murder and stole their four-month-old child. Like, no, they killed Obviously, themselves. you killed me, sure. But now she's gone. Like, you killed yourself and then disposed of your own corpse. Yep, like, she, she just, she wanted to clean up. She didn't want anybody to find her. So all he has to do is admit to the Kansas murders, and then he won't be extradited. So you just have to say, yes, I did this, and we can keep you here, and you can, now you're in prison here, and you can't face charges there. Until after you're in prison. Which is life imprisonment. Yeah. And so he's like, no, because if I do that, then you know that I'm guilty and I'm not guilty. And, like, obviously you are. Your garage, your storage unit, like, what are the odds? Your niece. Thank you. Like, he signs a very carefully worded plea deal that, like, says, yes, I know about these things, but I didn't kill them, which is insane. In is that, like, is it an Alfred plea? I Maybe. Like I don't the know. staircase guy did? Could be. Where it's like, I didn't do this, but I acknowledge that there is enough evidence that would get me convicted yeah 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 yeah. so in 2005 nancy slash mary slash joe finally finally files for divorce after 41 goddamn years of marriage what thank you she says that they're incompatible and they have irreconcilable differences yeah he's a fucking murderer janine i saw myself as alive and he saw me dead (laughs) in 2006 lisa's daughter who still goes by heather even though her original name was tiffany filed a civil suit it was against the Truman Medical Center in Kansas City, and then that fucking social worker. She claimed that the social worker told Robinson about Stacy and her daughter in 1984, and that's why he... Because, like, really, why else would you be at this battered women's shelter? And she said that a, a social worker saw his job posting, reached out to him, and the only reason... And put it in motion. Yep, the only reason that he was in her life was because of it. Robinson told the social worker that he was looking to fill his his... Home for unwed mothers of white babies. <laughs> Which is like, what? I just wrote the fuck in real big words. They, <laughs> they settled out of court, which drives me bonkers, but in 2007, babies. there was an undisclosed amount that uh, exchanged hands. Heather said that she was going to split the amount that she received with Patricia Sylvester, who was her biological maternal grandmother. Uh, Lisa Stacy has still not been found. We don't know where her body is. Uh, Heather currently has a podcast, a YouTube channel, and an organization. They're all called the Lisa Stacy Effect, and it's dedicated to trying to figure out what the fuck happened to her mother. Around the same time, so remember that the internet is very new, like, and we're learning more about, like, how to be safe online and don't talk to strangers. Even though you could go on AOL and just be like, take me to a chat room, and it would be about nothing in particular, and you'd just be with a bunch of randos. So at this moment, there are a lot of hoaxes going on. And generally, you the, the thing is a hoax email. So you get an email that says something like the following. A Nigerian prince? It's exactly right. <gasps> so the subject line will be like, all caps, from the state police, not a joke. Please read this. State police, warning for online, warning from the state police, USA, not a joke, or something in that general vicinity. The body will go, state police warning for online, which is just like the most bizarrely weird Online thing. isn't state specific. I'm waiting online for a big Ugh. <laughs> Please read this very carefully in quotes, not underlined. Quotes are not emphasis. That makes it sound like you're being an asshole. State state police warning for online. Please read this very carefully. Then send it out to all the people online that you know. Oh, the chain. Oh, hold on. Ring the bell. Pause. (laughs) Don't talk without me. I'm very invested. So it continues. Something like this is nothing to be taken casually. This is something you do want to pay attention to. Think of it as a bit of advice, too. <laughs> like, calm down. If a person with the screen name of, are you ready for the options? 
So it would be a different, every email's different. A slave master, which I feel like is very real, like that's probably this guy. Sweet Kelly guy forever, EVR. I'm a hustler, baby. Free underscore Mumia 911. Mumia? Mumia Guam. That's fine. Uh, monkey Man 935. No. <laughs> Tweeter and the Monkey Man. Rock Hard Abs, <laughs> with a space between hard and abs. <laughs> and Dream Weaver Gray. Dream Weaver. <laughs> I believe you could get me through the night. Believe it or not, I think that's the second time we've sang this song on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Which is bizarre. I don't recall any of them. So if a person with any of those screen names contacts you, do not reply. Do not talk to this person. Do not answer any of his or her instant capital M messages or E dash mail. Remember when you used to spell it? Mm-hmm. Whoever this person Remember may be. Remember when Britney Spears had a song called Email My Heart? Oh, awful. And it's the saddest love song. Remember, digital, digital, get down. That is scandalous. <laughs> they were kids. But also like. They're talking about sex. Digital, get down. And then the graduation song is the song IO Technology with 50 Cent and Justin Timberlake. I'm tired of using technology. I want you to sit down on top of me. Oh, Christ. It's a good song. Whoever this person may be, he slash she is a suspect for murder in the death of 56 women so far. (laughs) Contacted through the internet. Please send this to all the women on your buddy list. Your buddy list. Oh. And ask them to pass this on as well. This screen dash name was seen on Yahoo, AOL, AIM, and Excite. I don't even know what that is so far. I've heard of Excite. Excite. It sounds like whatever they're trying to rebrand Explorer. (laughs) Edge. (laughs) Oh, get a grip. This is not a joke. Please send this to men too, just in case. Send this to everyone you know, ladies. This is serious. For serious. I don't know why that, like, I know it's a hoax, but what else is about it? Like, what, there's no link to click. There's nowhere to send your money. It's just like, beware of these screen names. And if I happen to be Dreamweaver Gray, then I'm going to be like, blacklisted. I don't know. Like, what is the point? I mean, is there something about if they forward it, it doesn't track or anything? I, I'm, it's 2000. Yeah. I feel like not. I don't know. I, the whole well. thing is just very odd. So if you're interested in more information about him, please remember that I did not do this justice. The book is so good. And it goes into like the grotesque details of like the how they found the bodies. It's told from a police perspective. So like it starts with. The finding of the bodies and then goes like in reverse. Um, but also there are two other um, options. So 2001, there was a book called Internet Slave Master. And that's a book about his life up until the trial. And then it goes more into his victims. So if you want to know more about those people. And also that same year, there was a book called Depraved, which is about his crimes. So and the people that were impacted directly. So like the families more. There was also an A&E cold case about him, which I, I missed, I guess. So... So wait, this is over? You ended it with this weird scam email? Oh, no, no, no. So oh. <laughs> I just wanted to let you know, like, there is still information about him. And I, like, the crime, I feel like I was like, oh, yeah, these people were found in a tub. They were found in a fucking tub. Yeah. People were found in a vat of congealed acid. Like, upside down. What? Mm-hmm. And so, like, there's there's all these images of them wheeling out these massive, I think like, I've seen that. You know those drums that people, like, homeless people unhoused people's yeah yeah fires in that's literally like a chemical yeah container where did you get those where did you get the chemicals like well he's got money yeah he embezzled a whole ton he is still currently on death row in kansas he is 78 and has been in the same prison el dorado correctional facility if you'd like to write him since 2006 if you'd like to please use a p.o box don't give a murderer your home address he's currently appealing his send him an email thank you 
He's appealing his conviction, and he's, at this moment, drawn a stupid cartoon about how he's been waiting so long, and even the rats in the prison are free to come and go. Get a grip. You killed at least five people. That we found. Right. So, thank you. He did receive two disciplinary, disciplinary actions. Like, old habits die hard, I guess, because you couldn't pass seminary because you're beating everybody up. Um, one of them was for disobeying orders in 2019. The other was in 2016 for undue familiarity with uh, with another inmate. So, I don't know what's going on with him. I don't think I can blame the parents on this one. I think they were shit parents. I don't think it's their fault. Um, I thought, he just... No, go ahead. I, when I was doing the bits about, like, his job history, I felt that there was some... I don't think delusions of grandeur fits here, but I think that there are sprinklings of that. Like, I, I should be more than I am, and I need to make it happen however possible. Like, I couldn't pass radiology school, but I'm an x-ray tech, and I'm doing it this, It sounds and like I'm... narcissism to me. Yeah, narcissism is a good one. Because that's born of um, low self-esteem mm-hmm. and insecurity. So that's why he had to forge recommendations. Yes. But then he would get the notoriety that he thought he deserved. The whole thing just, like, drives me in. But he, I mean, I guess, I mean, the BDSM, but he just escalated, yes. like, money. Yeah. Murder. I know. That's wild. I know. That's what I mean, like, there was no indication, aside from, like, you had bad parents. Like, I, there was no indication of, like, this and is And it's gonna- weird. It's not, like, prostitution. Like, you were literally just taking money from, like, people and corporations. You weren't... that It goes from, like, very removed and beneficial to the person to up close and personal for no good reason, but... And I wonder if he received some kind of, like... I mean, I guess he was getting money, but... Yeah, he got money in all of those cases. Like, so one of them had alimony checks that were coming regularly. The other one had a daughter. So, like, as soon as you get rid of that handicapped daughter, you're still getting... Mm-hmm. Like, it's fine if it does. It's a very limiting disorder. So, like, of course you're going to receive some payments government payments for, like, not being able to work and whatever, and the mother for taking care of you. So now, even if he said, oh, I'm taking care of them now, or wrote letters to say, like, oh, the book has their letters to, like, all the things that they said. I couldn't find it before I was preparing this episode. Are we going all, like, did he, no, because he got money, never mind. I was going to say, are we to think that he's just a nice person for getting his brother a child, but no, he ended up Oh my god, yeah, he got money for that, too. And I just feel like the- What, what is a brother? Like, what- what does anybody have to say? I don't know. And I also wonder, like, that first, um, that, like, sales rep that he hired, that 19-year-old girl, I wonder if there was some, like, are you in college and there's, like, a college program that you're taking money from that? Because I feel like all the other murders, there's Where some money, financial yeah. component there. Unless she, she came with like money. and hmm Wow. And he just murdered them. But, like, it, it is all money-related, and it's... It's him trying to get, like, a steady cash flow without having to do any work. But you keep embezzling. Do you know? Well, I mean, you're getting caught, I guess. But then also, I think I do think he was into BDSM. I think that if he was more educated about it, like, you can have a healthy relationship with BDSM. It's very common and normal, like, mm-hmm. to do it the right way. Well, do you think that he was into it and the first time he did it is what triggered his I like to be violent? Possibly. It reminds me of that, um, was it Thomas Neal Cream? Who uh, was with the Baby prostitute cream. and exactly and killed the bird and like dripped the blood all, all over himself and her like that that's what it reminds me of like you realize you got weird sexual proclivity then you start having sex with all the people and you're like oh I can't that now you're mad about the sex that we had I have to kill you 
Or I can make money off. Wait, like, do you think the white forty fucking one years you're well, married to this Well, he must have just hat? never been there. Like, I'm picturing he never goes home. I mean, do you think he was probably like, oh, I have uh, business addresses in Missouri yeah. and Kansas? I like, feel like th- they couldn't have had a. Hopefully not. I don't. I don't get the impression that he had like BDSM interactions with the wife either. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was probably just very milk toast, boring sex there, and then which is nothing wrong with boring sex, but like. I don't think he let on that he had all these other things going on. And then suddenly, can you imagine if there's barrels in my garage? That's just such a, like... Shroom called the driveway the garage way the other day. Aww. Garage way. He's like, you you drive it, it's the way into the garage. He's not like, wrong. Yeah, but it's like a driving, it's like a parking lot. It's I like, why do you call it a shipment in a car and a cargo <laughs> on a boat? Um, Yeah, I mean, that escalation, though, that's just... I know! I know it comes out of nowhere. That's why I think that book was written the way it was. Because, like, the murder is, like, the shocking thing. But then you go back and you're like, I guess we could have seen that coming. No, could we have seen that coming? (laughs) Like, Also, it's very funny to me because I knew the second you started doing this episode. And I'm like, she's not doing this episode because it's about just embezzlement. Like, I just (laughs) knew. Oh, my God. I just. I was gripped. Like, that whole case. There's something about it that's just, like. Because it doesn't make sense. It makes no sense. And it doesn't follow any pattern of known... And here's my thing. Like, I know that we say a lot, like, how much money do you need? And we, like, talk shit. And I know that there's a thing for people that steal money is the stealing, not necessarily the having. Mm-hmm. But all you had to do was one time kill someone who's getting a pension payment. Yes. And you're set mm-hmm. with the money you got to keep from the embezzlement they got probation on. Like... And also, like, if you are... Like, a couple of those were having, like, real relationships... That woman from Poland, what is the, where is her money? She doesn't have, unless she came here with a ton of money, she yeah. doesn't have much. You know what I mean? Like, the parents weren't sending her cash, so what? Poor liquor liquor. Mm-hmm. Wow. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, right? That's literally when I was like, don't talk, I'm very invested. Like, <laughs> But then I'm like, you. so you're talking about people that, like, lots of people, when they get rid of bodies, like Bundy, everyone's in the woods. The torso murder, everyone's under bridges in the, like, rivers. You know what I mean? Like, on the streets, Jack the Ripper. Like, so you're getting all of that. Where in your mind are you like, okay, I'm gonna, let me just tip you over into this bucket. and It's also the head down thing that I think has some significance. I think he filled the buckets and then hoisted them over. And that was just, like, how they fell. Because he was like, I would pick them up by the heaviest part, right? Like, dump them. Oh, my God. Gross. Gross. Was it American Horror Story? There was some... Some something. They were, like, trying to get rid of rats. They had, like, a rat problem. And they filled the tub. Oh, no, it was... What the fuck is that show with... I always forget the name of it. You always have to help me. Um, It's got that girl that looks like Ellen... That looks like how Ellen Page used to look before she was Elliot. And, um... What the fuck is her name? She was an anchor man. Oh, dead to me? Dead to me, yeah. And she's trying to get rid of the rats. Oh, you and think she, she looks like Ellen Page? I think so, yeah. Oh. And she's, she's the girl that kissed Corey at the ski lodge, and then him and Topanga broke up. Oh, I don't remember this. Yeah. <sighs> Bitch. Honestly. Bitch of it all. Was she, um, Christina Applegate's trying to get rid of a rat, and she puts it in the tub of, like, acid, and it's like all, you see it's like parts are all broken up. And she's like, well, what do you want me to do? I gotta get rid of them somehow. I want to know how I could get rid of a body. Because they got that guy's body in the freezer. And this reminded me of that. Like, how do you get it in your head? This is not a 
a well-documented way to rid yourself of a body. You know what I mean? And some of them have been there for a decade. Like, just... At least, even if you're going to do that, roll it down a hill somewhere. Get rid of it. The, the garage is in your name, obviously. The storage unit is in your name. Like, can you imagine you're on Storage Wars, like, you didn't pay his bill, and you're like, we're going to get rid of this barrel! <laughs> I could use that for my home. Oh, I'm, I'm an unhoused person. I would love to use that for my fires. Ah! I know. <laughs> wow. Would you say they were found in oil drums? <laughs> 